Begin Podfix Network transmission. In three, two, whether you're fly fishing in a stream, getting those ankles wet, or deep in the ocean casting nets, fish nerds, fish nerds, fish nerds, it's a podcast. Hello and welcome to the Fish Nerds, the show about fish, fishing, and eating fish. I'm Clay Groves, Chief Executive Fish Nerd, Licensed Fishing Guide, your best friend, and I'm joined, as most weeks, by my co-host, the beautiful crappie hippie. Hey, John. Hey, Clay. I'm blushing all over here. I mean, <laughs> just, you can see the face, but I guarantee you I'm blushing elsewhere as well. Um, well romance is in the air, intro. John. Romance is, in the, romance is in the air. So, romance you know. is in the air. And you're my Valentine this year. Well, gosh darn it. You know, bromance is in the air always. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I'm feeling pretty special here all of a sudden. Um Anyway, yes, this is Crappie Hippie, the tree-hugging redneck from Eastern Kansas, co-founder of Glasswater Angling, lead-free fishing, and we are here with our standard reproduction, sex-heavy. How do we want to say it? It's uh, our Valentine's Valentine special. Yeah, our Valentine special. Indeed. This this year's uh, this year's theme is the secret sex life of fish. Indeed, indeed. Mm-hmm. And so, that, by the way, we should put out a warning. This one, we are going to talk about a lot about sex on this show. Uh, and then to some that may be a bit cringy to me also. So uh, please use caution while listening. And it's probably not a great show for the kids. Yeah. Let's be ready to answer a bunch of questions because we only have one way out there story, but it's way the heck out there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and by the way, uh, if, if my kids happen to tune in, uh, Zoe or Blue Jay, I will not answer any questions based on this week's podcast. You are on your own. <laughs> figure Ask it your out. mother. <laughs> ask us ask your science teacher you want to make someone uncomfortable say i you know i heard all about a blenny and how they do it can you talk about this and we'll see <laughs> <that land> <laughs> so. indeed indeed okay so anyway thank you to the listeners for hanging in i know we're a week late with this thing but we had a big plan to do it one way and then that got clay got into some stuff and i got you know what john stuff. happened is is uh his business picked up for both of us it and sure so as heck did. <laughs> we don't make any money on this podcast, so our focus has to be on making money elsewhere. And the guide service finally got ice in, and I started to have groups booking, and your um, lead-free fishing gear is starting to sell really well. Yes, yes, yes. I got a big account with Daggerfish, which is a outfit that makes these cool little hand-fishing uh, uh, rod. You know, they call them rods, but they're, they're little hand-fishing uh, setups for... Uh, if you want to kind of, you know, you don't want to do the juice can. Okay. You don't want to <laughs> just wrap it, wrap it around something. You want, you want a nice little wood handle and you want to do some hand fishing when you're out there backpacking, you want to catch some, some little, uh, brook trout or some little perch or something, make yourself some fish stew or whatever, or just for fun. Uh, they're going to take care of you. They have all kinds of neat stuff for foraging and backpacking and stuff. That'd be daggerfish, daggerfish.com. A guy, Adam Nelson run the company's cool guy wanted to be lead free. Used to get his heads from uh, Trout Magnet, but they quit making lead-free heads and uh, came to me. So I'm going to make a great. bunch of heads for that man. It's so great. And then, of course, our good friend of the pod, biologist Laura Williams of Maine Audubon, hit me with a big order tackle for her tackle exchanges. And she's all excited to get out there and 
meet some ice fishers and 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 go to some fishing shows and trade out some lead and get it out of the program and promote lead free fishing and we're happy to help her out with that so yes sure. indeed yeah I'm you a found busy boy your, you found your niche john lead free is where your niche is and they say the riches are in the niches so i like that i like sayings you know i do like yeah. sayings and it's true look how rich you are you're just making you know dollars and dollars yeah i'm making dollars and dollars, and dollars. yeah <laughs> you're gonna be you a hundred hundred there I'm going to be a hundred ever before long. And that is exciting to me. It uh, is all a matter of perspective. That's a long ways, ways up off the ground from where I used to be. So I'm grateful, 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 but I'm also grateful for you listeners hanging in and, and, and uh, partying on without us until we could get this together for you. And uh, I am going to do my level best to go ahead and put another show out next week on schedule. So my man, I hope I can get you to come in. Oh, I'll come on something and we'll do this again. Okay. I'll come to work. And so big show for you today. We probably should give people a little table of content. We'll update people on Napod Pomo prizes. We got fish in the news. And again, the theme this year is all fish sex. So looking forward to talking about that. I have a, um, a few specific fish. I'm going to talk about their secret sex lives and their crazy reproduction patterns. So that's always a lot of fun. Uh, you've got a little bit you've done for Valentine's Day with Mrs. Crappy Hippie. Well, she's this is lifted out of the old Lure Love podcast. Perfect. And uh, we got Whitney who bought Jeff a real nice gift, a nice romantic gift. So looking forward to that. And boy, there's some more stuff after that too. We won't, we'll just kind of let people wait for that because it's so much to get into. And I'd rather get right into the show, John. Let's start with talking about yeah, our, we got national, going. our national podcast posting prizes and what's happening with that. Well, I've got them. I got half of them sent. Now I'm taking care of eight people. You got to take care of George because you know him personally. George. So George, the grandson of, uh, um, not Chester, our uh, which president, oh, George our, Cleveland, <laughs> George Cleveland, you're your buddy, George. I'm like, George, who? Yeah, I will actually, John. Um, <laughs> I thought you worked together or something. We do. I saw him this morning, but in fact, beyond, <laughs> beyond that, John, and this is Kyle says on air right now, send me all those addresses because I do have extra prizes to send out to those winners as well. So we'll get, okay. We'll get extra I'll do stuff that out abundant. That. And you have all the addresses you need. So people should be expecting stuff in the mail the next week or two if they haven't already got right, it. Right. If you haven't already got it, David and uh, Kevin and um, Piper, uh, I'm, I'm, your stuff is still laying right here, but I will get to it, get to it soon. Um, you know, and it's crazy stuff. It's crazy stuff. The reason I've dragged on a couple of you, because mm -hmm. like uh, I made a little custom thing for Piper, but I couldn't decide what hook to put on it. Believe me, it's been three weeks of agony. Oh man, taking one hook on, taking one hook off, going, nah, I want that bigger hook. No, nah, I don't want that bigger hook. Yeah. That's how geeked out and wrapped up in this stuff I can get. So I love it. Coming right. out, we're gonna be with you. All righty. Out of the Let's gate. Why don't we go to the news? Let's go to the news. We love fish in the news. <laughs> You know, what's funny about the wrong button, John, is I've labeled my buttons and <laughs> I still, I don't look at them when I hit them. I just re reach over and hit the button without reading because uh, that's how I roll. Fish nerds are okay. professionals. Well, yeah. And maybe you can get, you know, some sort of mental training to where your hand just automatically knows. I know they're all, all color coded, right. but let's move forward. The first story, actually, John, this made national news, including... Uh, recently on Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me, one of my favorite uh, NPR news shows. And uh, this is all about Tampa Bay residents being woken up in the middle of the night. This happens in Florida, and they've been having to raise money to figure out the noise that keeps them up at night. Um, and, and so every night they go to bed, 
And the people who live on the on the coast, which is Tampa, are woken up by this humming and thrumming noise at night. And one resident raised two thousand five hundred dollars and gave it to scientist James Lacasco to investigate the bay by installing underwater microphones. And they figured out that people in Florida are being woken up by drumfish having sex, doing the ugly. These guys may at night in the winter times, and they make noise by flexing their muscles. And everyone is surprised, even though it's been happening for years, uh, but uh, it's not well known. So it made the news. And by the way, I feel like it makes the news every single year. <laughs> yeah, I, I I feel like it makes the same, the same, same, same. I, I've heard this before, and, and uh, it cracks me up because it's on two counts. First of all, uh, what what did you expect it to be? A bunch of uh, conceptual musicians underwater doing something? I, yeah, I don't really know. You got a bunch of vegans it, drumming out there, having a big <laughs> orgy on the beach. <laughs> I, yeah, you know. So, and now what are you going to do about it? Because it's just like, okay, we can't exactly. I I can't see the poor Tampa uh, policeman out there trying to write up a, a black drum. Right. Have you been to Tampa? Oh, no, I have not. Okay, so Tampa, it's, it, there's, there's some really nice parts of Tampa and a lot of trashy parts of Tampa. And a lot of places where hearing sex in your neighborhood uh, wouldn't be surprising. <laughs> uh, <it's, laughs> there's a lot going on in Tampa uh, with, okay. with the sex trades. And uh, so I, I think that residents should worry less about the black drumfish and what they're up to and maybe what the people in the no-tell motel next door to them are up to. (laughs) So they got like FOMO. Maybe there's something in the bay I need to know about. Right. I'm missing out on something. Or maybe I complain about the fish doing it so I don't have to think about what's happening in the (laughs) the $20 an hour motel next door to my house. Yeah, $20 an hour. (laughs) I'm not kidding, John. This is real. I, I, oh boy, I've just missed out, not uh, heading south. I guess I may have to make a new plan. I don't know. (laughs) That's That's it. I was in Tampa last Christmas. And I did a lot of fishing. Didn't catch any black drums, uh, but I did catch some sheep's head. And uh, you know, the fishing was pretty good down there. So uh, the, you know, now is the time to listen to those drop those, those uh, drum fish. Do it while you catch other fish. I guess I'm not sure how they how much they eat while they're spawning. A lot of fish don't eat while they're spawning. Oh right, right. You've got to get a reaction strike or or, or mm-hmm. something like that. Yes, I'm angry. Indeed. Yes, indeed. Yep, or have a have a have a lure or a spoon that just looks like a fish that they want to do it with. They're gonna just bite that fish because they're just in the mood. It's romantic. Yeah, right, yeah. right, right. We catch a lot of fish because they're trying to just snap at other fish, drive them away from their area. They get a little territorial, get a little excited there. Well, don't we all, John? I'm telling you what, if I was doing it and a bunch of people walked in on me, I would bite them as well. Yeah, yeah, I'd be like, yeah. get out. Or <laughs> it depends, well, it depends on who they are. I might be like, maybe. <laughs> something new <laughs> i don't even see we got to keep this under control brother because I, I you know we all have these things we've heard and mm-hmm. uh, that, but the whole key party thing i'm just like if i ever you know there's always somebody telling me you know and then they had this thing where they they called it a key party oh <laughs> god and that's I when i left you know and it's just like oh my gosh i know <laughs> like, I bet, yeah you know i you know, I, I'm not going to yuck someone else's yum, John. I think you. No, know. I'm not either. But I, I'm just like it. Just kind of would hit you out of nowhere, you know. Oh yeah, you should know about it. <laughs> <laughs> if, if you're going to that kind of an event, you ought to know what's what you're getting into. So yeah, right. That it is that kind of event. Yeah, it, yeah. it's not just a meeting of the town council. We have a we have, best anyway. best town council meeting ever, if you ask me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you got some news here, John. I got some news, Clay. All right, if if um. I uh, want you to watch something, okay. a video or something like that. 
which is going to make you want to watch it more if I say watch this video or don't watch this video? Oh, if you say don't click on it, or if it comes up on Facebook and it says like hidden contact may, may be offensive to some, I'm going to watch that video first. <laughs> That's what I thought. That's and I may I not thought. watch the other one ever. <laughs> well, this thing is, this is what gets me. This was rather old. This is, this is more, you know, back in 2023. Uh, but I came upon it because um, exactly what it was. The whole thing, the article is not so much about what's going on uh, or what happened, but that, that, um, well, let just let me, let me, let me just get the, get the, get the trout out of the bag here. Okay. This couple was busted for putting uh, rather fringe uh, sex videos on the internet. One that supposedly involved a grave and uh, another one where they had indecent uh, contact with the fish. Well, who hasn't? Uh, you know, <laughs> well, I, you know, th 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 there's the animal rights people that think all our contact with fish is, is indecent. Uh, I don't know that I have ever, you know, we, we, we get people doing a lot of crazy things with fish on this podcast and in this mm -hmm. segment. Um, but yeah, what happened is this, this, uh, veterinary clinic in Tasmania, one of their assistants was the woman, half of this man, woman, uh, plus, <laughs> man, woman, plus whatever exchange. And so they, they, they're getting a lot of hits and a lot of people searching their, their site, trying to see the video because mm -hmm. she used to work there. And, and, and I'm telling you, you know, um, uh, you know, it's supposedly a really, really raunchy, really, really, uh, you know, depicting acts of depravity. I mean, I, you know, with a trout and oh, i was going to um, ask you do you know what kind of fish it was that's important yeah that's a detail anyway, some fish want it <laughs> so. it's it's terrible clay i mean it's something that no one should want to see no. i searched for it for over four hours of course now your browser history is <laughs> ruined <laughs> that's right i'm loaded with viruses and everything that's, else. always go incognito mode on your computer when you're doing searches <laughs> or better oh, yet, do it on a phone where you can't get a virus there you go. There you go. Tips, tips from those that know. But Bro. there's a picture here of of the uh, accused woman in a different video holding up a very worried looking trout. So, um, yeah, indecent acts with fish. And uh, well, have, have you uh, ever have, have you ever accidentally had an indecent act with a fish? Accidentally? Yeah. Like accidentally? Yeah. Like, like have you? Like like like. So I'll I'll give you an example. So I don't uh, even what you're asking, man. I mean, all right. So, so coming up in March, when I start, when I'm catching a uh, yellow perch through the ice, the yellow perch seem to really love, especially the males love being caught. And the way I know is because when I catch them, they sperm all over me every time. So therefore yellow perch <laughs> love being caught, especially the males. Because that, the, that it? Well, okay. They just, okay. you catch them and they go, Whoa. And Whoa! Then, yeah, you hear them. They go, and they shake a little bit. Yeah, oh yeah. And, you, and suddenly, I feel more attractive. Uh, well, you know what? <laughs> Next time a bluegill does that to me, I'm going to take it the same way and get myself a confidence boost out of it's it. It's a that's, compliment, that's John. Sure. When was the last time that you've walked up to 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 another creature and just by putting your hands on it, you created that kind of joy? I. You know, I golly, I yeah. don't want to get too confessional here, but I don't uh, have that kind of power. 
I mean, I, I have, it takes no, a lot it, more it effort has. usually. Yeah. So yeah, it, it's, it's faded over time and, and <laughs> life, life is not as kind as I had hoped it would be. Right. Uh, but anyway, there you go. Um, it's it's a video of a man and a woman and, a, and the trout and i can well here imagine. let me um let me put this out to internet land all listeners uh please do not find this video and do not send it to us yes so you yeah. don't want to see i don't want to need it on my browser the fact that it exists is problematic enough you know we're joking about it but uh, i don't want to see it yeah and, right, and if you right. and if you find it and click on it you are paying people for that kind of stuff so don't do it yeah i i think anyway it's it's an older story it's it's from back back about almost a year ago but, i bet uh, that video lives on the dark web somewhere and there's some oh without a doubt really without a doubt and that's stay away yeah, from it that that's that's out of my uh range out of my and this was wheelhouse. in australia right yeah yeah i would uh, expect that from florida but not australia come on australia get it together yeah, not, you I, can't I, be the florida of the world <laughs> I mean, it showed up in the Aussie news. Apparently, this couple, at least the lady, worked at a place in Tasmania. I don't know how much popping about people do between Australia, New Zealand, and Tasmania. I don't know how big a boat ride. John, there's no difference. There's no difference. No, okay. no, same place. Oh, <laughs> right. we, we just lost our five Australian listeners, and yeah, like, yeah, he's like, oh, mate, you know, <laughs> right. And then we gained, we gained ten more. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you know, Luke's holding up, holding up our end down there. He's like, "Oh yeah, I, I saw that." Um, um, okay, <laughs> you could probably shed some light on it. He, you know, he may, you know, perspectively speaking, you different culture. Maybe they just think differently about fish. Think so? No. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got more news, John. Let's keep going. Of course, we got more news, and this takes me back. This next story. Um, you know, they say, they say, uh, what do they say? Build, build it and they will come. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> well, um, yeah. All right. All right. All right. I did that unintentionally, but it's funny. Um, but it's true because, um, I did a report on, on the salmon streams. We're going to California now. Another crazy place where people are, uh, mm -hmm. pretty easy going. Um, uh, but this, 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 this is, all right, so this next story comes from California, where people are pretty easy going about their tastes and other people's tastes, which is which is uh, you know it's cool, whatever. But um, this is back to more of a biology thing. Uh, in that I, Sacramento, and how these they're having problems getting them into these streams up around Sacramento. Well, just a few miles south of there, in the, what is it, Oakland Bay, San Francisco mm -hmm. Bay. I don't know. It's San Francisco Bay, like the whole thing. And then there's smaller bays, I guess. And these rivers come in there. There have been these near superhuman efforts on the part of volunteers. The East Bay Municipal Utility uh, District has their own biologist, which is really cool. And she has been working for 10 years to restore gravel beds that were lost because of of siltation or, or 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 flooding or what whatnot and in addition to that she has gotten the uh, water company the east bay water company to pulse fresh water at the proper time her name is michelle workman and she is out on the the mccolmany river and she's been working her keister off for the past 10 years to bring the salmon back into this river well listen you build a bed, baby, mm -hmm. and something's going to lie in it. Here they come. 
the average from 1940 to present was about 5,000 fish a year. Right. She had 24,000 fish in the river this year. She must have made some down there. Did she make the beds heart-shaped or do they have a little box <laughs> the and they vibrate? That's right. That's right. That's right. No, the preferred, the preferred comfort for Chinook salmon uh, is, is just nice little gravel bed. So, you know, everybody has their own thing, I guess. And, mm-hmm. uh, but a nice, nice gravel bed and, and getting the, uh, the water to flush into the bay because they, they stage up there and they wait. And when they feel that fresh water, they feel that salinity change. Um, they start moving up and this mm-hmm. river is not that big. And they have a film of her standing out on this bridge and this river, literally, you know, the old expression, you could walk across this, the fish. Mm-hmm. It looks that way. It is pretty wow. cool, but, uh, yeah, build a bed and they will come clay. They will. They will. I keep it, saying it, they will. They will. They will. You know, gonna lay in it. Okay. The, the, the younger, more viral, viral fish. will <laughs> we'll try the older ones. will will give it a go. But they make it up before <laughs> yes, they, they finish. <laughs> hey, they, they must have some, some amazing times because, of course, once they're done, they die. Um, so it, it, it is a last hurrah, but it, it, it's kind of romantic and sad compared to, say, a black widow or a praying mantis female eating your head off after they're done, you know, right. that kind of thing. So uh, I thought it was pretty cool. That is cool. I mean, it's really great, too. And it's also nice to see people getting that restoration uh, fever and doing the right thing for it. I'm curious, and they never really report on this, whenever they do restoration for salmon, they're also restoring for lots of other anatomous fish that they never even talk about. And I'm always That's curious right. what other fish are moving in and also using those beds, because there always is. There always is, and it, it is. There's nothing works in isolation. And um, uh, But anyway, I put... Um, um, there's links in i've got the televised news story so there's some video there for you to watch there's a story for there for you to listen to if you want uh really cool stuff now moving on similar story similar area um i'm gonna tell you clay i got a classy classy lady myself oh you do kathy i, mrs. I do mrs. i do crappy kathy, hippie mrs crappy hippie i'll tell you mrs because, fish nerd is uh is pretty classy too yeah i don't know what they're doing with us <laughs> i have no idea but i will tell you something right now a classy lady classy person whatever nobody wants to do it in a dirty bed mm-hmm. now if that is your yum i'm not yucking you but in my <laughs> particular case uh i remember when we were young and uh i mean young young when they're early 20s and teens and 20 i mean kathy and i uh, got together when we were 19 so um it's been you know back in the day uh, we go to take a little study break wink wink and she go in there and if i hadn't made the bed i have to run in there and make the bed and spruce up the oh, bed gosh. before she go go I in know, there I, I never washed a sheet until i was dating mrs fish nerd <laughs> i'm like i'm like you have to wash these things <laughs> i shower before i go to bed why would i wash them Wait, <laughs> you eventually burn them after what a year or something throw away every every 18 months yeah <laughs> there you go it sounds right it is something to it yep. but uh anyway this is now we're gonna move to a little a different area and um in the south bay area uh we've got these a lot of uh homeless camps and a lot of uh other pollution and trash and stuff up and down these rivers in that area and there's this uh south bay uh clean creeks volunteer group Mm -hmm. that single-handedly has removed um oh my gosh it's like x million pounds of of pollution um just basically getting physically removing trash 
off these gravel banks. You know, it's not they had to restore them or anything, but it's just there were so many people um, not taking care of things out there. And, uh, you know, I'm not going to jump up and down about houseless people and and what they need to do and so forth. But you you you, you come across a squatter's camp, you know, you're coming across the most god awful mess you ever did. Oh, of course. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and, and then of course they're very nomadic. They don't have the means to get rid of their trash. They, so they, you know, they basically are forced to leave stuff behind. Uh, but these South Bay clean creeks coalition people have cleaned more than 1.3 million pounds of trash from the waterways around the South Bay area. And it has caused amazing recovery of the salmon runs there. So two lessons learned, you know. You want some fish romance, you got to give them a bed to romance on. And if they already got a bed to romance on, you got to help them out and clean that bed off for them so that they get those eggs don't get smothered. So the fish can actually recognize that this is a spawning area rather than a bunch of uh, plastic wrap or right. whatever's down there, you know, that's, that's making putting them off, putting them off. Really, really good news. And it's amazing what people can do. Uh, you want to fight for something, you want to get after something, you want to do something. There are so many ways you can. You don't have to save the world, but by golly, if you can spare a few hours, go help Trouts Unlimited, go help a, 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 an outfit like this, this Clean Water Coalition, things like that. It's amazing because these are real accomplishments, and the salmon sex is alive and well around an area, the Oakland-San Francisco area, remarkably to me, with all that pressure from uh, population, is doing way better than up in the agriculture area around sacramento it's amazing the fact that there's more people there and more community active people and the more environmentally aware people well you how have, concentration makes for more recovery well and you have that plus you have different kinds of pollution happening in different areas so like right. with with the agriculture area the pollution is going to be largely chemical based it's going to have you know fertilizer runoff you know and that sort of thing whereas in a city it's more actual physical trash and and uh, from what I understand is is that salmon can handle some pretty trashy waters, but that those chemicals can really screw them up. So yes, it's a I, different it's a different pollution. It is a different pollution, but you can get things. You can get a situation where um, the pollution, you know, physical. You know, we're not talking about the micro stuff so much here. We're just talking about. You, you 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 know we know that certain fish will they fight to survive they will fight to survive no matter how physically you know trashed this place gets um you know they'll still try to use it but the thing is when you you know apparently spawning on an old milk bottle an old milk jug mm -hmm. spawning on an old trash bag is not nearly as effective as spawning on the gravel right well so, because they don't have the right substrate anymore it's all covered by garbage right <laughs> yeah so yeah so we're getting this you know it's an amazing story about recovery and um making a, a nice clean place for these fish to undergo their life cycle to have their their sex and and to have it work out to the procreation goal that they have and the humans made this problem and a different group of of upstanding human beings have come along and are solving it so let's hear it for people on the right side of these things yeah. thank you people who are uh, south bay clean creeks coalition people who are uh pescatorial fish uh, sex positive 
Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. I love exactly. It. I love it. Well, you need to go to their website and look. They show an air, a camp they came across, and you know, within a couple of days, they had it right back to right back to to pristine nature. Okay, now I'll put. Wait, wait, John. I'm going to put all these sexy links in the show notes. The sexiest show notes are. of all. Yep. <laughs> all right. Now. Now. I want. I want to get a bunch of people's hackles up and all carrying on, but. You know how back when, you know, <clears throat> we're having a, a little bit of a go about LGBTQ people in this country and oh, happy people, to have that go. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's just, you know, uh, they're citizens. They're proud. I'm proud to call them my fellow citizens. People. But I'll give you well, fish nerds has a stance on this. Our official stance of, of people is we like people to live their best lives and be happy exactly. and not hurt each other. And if you're on a team that says, we don't support people living their best lives and we want to tell other people how to live their lives. We don't support you. So um, well, that's where we're at. You, you, live, you do you boo. As they say, it's not our job to tell other people how to live their lives. And that's right. And, uh, but my thing is these specious arguments when back, back when, you know, a while back, people were like, well, you know, gay animals aren't gay. How can oh. people be really gay? And it's just like, well, then we got a bunch of biologists get on this and say, Oh, touche wrong oh contraire um, friend. oh contraire that's yeah. the right word oh there's yeah. so many great stories of of gay wildlife right you know, there's and so many good now, ones. we could do a whole episode on that alone so you know okay we're feels i guess it's okay for people to be gay but i can't do these trans people well because animals don't do that well animals do do that <laughs> they do and they're good at it they are good they're, at it. They're arguably better than people at it. <laughs> well, so. you know, they are beloved of God and they have been set up from the get-go to be trans. Sure. And there's a I've lot got, of them. I, yeah, like nine, ten species just right off the top of the, the popular uh listing. You can just grab one, you know, you put that in, you'll get several pages that point out fish like. Come on, Clay. You know, you want to well, tell the clownfish story. Of course. I don't want to tell this whole story again because we've done it before, but well, clownfish yep. are a great example of a fish that will switch changes. I'll give you the, the brief one sentence. If people who are new to the podcast will know this, I always like to tell the true story of Finding Nemo. So I tell the story in public when I'm doing public speeches all the time, but, but clownfish are gender switchers and they mate for, theoretically, they mate for life, right? So they live in this little anemone with their mate. And so, so, and if their mate dies, something has to happen. So the real story of Finding Nemo is in that story, in the, in the movie, Finding Nemo and his dad and his mom are happy living together in their, little, in their little clownfish world. And mama swims away and gets eaten by a barracuda. Now in nature, what would likely happen is dad would gender switch to female and then mate with the nearest clownfish, which would be Nemo. So a very different story than the Disney version. It'd be... A little uncomfortable to have that in Disney. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, it'd be an yeah. interesting story, and and that's how it runs. Well, the um, story that I'm about to talk about is the absolute champion of gender switching. Mm -hmm. It was in a, a Nat Geo article, and in order to look at the article, when you follow this link, you're going to have to give them your email. So you may or may not want to do that, but I did because I just had to read it. Got to know. Well, in the Caribbean, there's this itty bitty little bass, little three inch thing called a chalk bass. It's a good name. And <laughs> it's fun. And uh, this fish can change its gender at will and does so up to 20 times per day. That's a so lot. It's, it comes upon another chalk bass, and that chalk bass is grooving female. Mm -hmm. 
they'll assume the male role and they've got i you know i i've read it twice and i still wasn't completely clear they 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 can create sperm packets and egg packets they can you know so it's with pheromones you know they're still studying exactly exactly what sets them off and how they know oh you're all cranked up to do the female thing so i'm gonna get all cranked up the other way right um but anyway they can switch back and forth um up to 20 times a day very very yeah very easily now and and now i was reading about other fishes who do this uh and even though they have both genders a lot of them they aren't procreating with themselves they still need to do it with a mate but they'll switch and still cross over those gene pools with other with others in their in their you know they'll share genetics still right a lot lot of them and these do you know if these guys can self reproduce or do they need a mate i think they need a mate yeah i think so too yeah 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 Um, usually usually with especially bony fishes it's they need that mate if you get into some of like the fishes that maybe have more cartilage for bones or doc martin price sets some license there are fish that do reproduce without a partner but these i don't think these are it yes there are some yes indeed indeed um there was um a movie a, a movie i would call a noble failure called enemy mind and, mm-hmm. and enemy mine i love that movie it's a cool and the, the oh. drax the drax the aliens they they yeah. were self-fertilizing you know just get pregnant out of out of the blue sure so, cool cool stuff but anyway that's all i had on trans fish i um see that you've stuck some new notes in here i do i do want to break out of the news here which is wraps up our Let's news break out of the news and i'm done brother and i'm going to share with you the secret sex life of fish in just a second let me hit my news button here it's the orange one All right, John, I promised you the secret sex life of fish, and I did a little bit of homework, and luckily, I'm not the only person who does homework on fish sex. Lots of people like to write about, about it, so I actually used just one source today, and I found hundreds, but I have one source that had some fish I hadn't talked about before on this podcast, and we've done this before, and I wanted to do some new fish, so I, I went to the fisheries blog, so I'm going to get them some credit here on the show, and I found a few examples of some fun, interesting ways that fish make new fish. So, you know, when two fish love each other very much, John, <laughs> I'm going to give you the whole fish talk. Uh, but, but actually, I'm going to talk about a few species of fish. Have you heard of a pirate perch? I have not heard of pirate perch. So pirate perch spawn by using salamander holes. Okay. Have you heard of this? I have not. No, they spawn in salamander holes, and they actually have to spit their gametes into the holes to reproduce. Wow. Yeah, and it's interesting because their um, urogenital gen- urogenital pores are located right next to their mouth, like right under their mouth. So that means their butt and their throat are in almost the exact same place, which we'll call an anus from this point forward. Okay. <laughs> so, so why would that be important? Well, the reason it's important, John, is because they spawn 
by sticking their heads into tunnels and root wads made by salamanders. And then they pump the gametes through the gills and spit them out through the mouth down the canal as far as possible. So, so the female will swim up and stick her head in the hole and go and spit some eggs into the hole. And then dad has to come along and do the same thing with his sperm, spitting his sperm down the hole to make new fish. That's pirate perch. And I think the whole time they're going, are you mighty? <laughs> I'm going to make me some new babies today. Pirate perch. First Envy me, humans. I can <laughs> blast sure it out I my do. face. Do you ever, do you ever <laughs> reproduce in a hole? <laughs> Let's not talk about that. All right. Okay. <laughs> Move on. <laughs> Moving on. John, you must know about grunion. I know about grunion. Right. <laughs> right. Grun- grunions spawn on land. Yes, they do. In the, the California is known for these great grunion runs. My mom was telling me as a kid, she used to do grunion fishing during the big spawn. They run out there with nets and just scoop out hundreds of grunions when they were doing. But these silver sides, they ride full moon tides and they strand themselves along the beaches in Southern California. And by um, temporarily asphyxiating themselves, that causes them to have fishy orgasms. So you might hear what? about people who use asphyxiation as a fetish. Yes, These fish yeah. have been doing it for millions of years. Oh, the things we could learn. Yeah. So actually, so the, <laughs> the males do. The, the females bury their eggs in the sand, and the males just go, <gasps> can't breathe, uh, and I'm done. <laughs> and they finish on the sand, and all that leaks down through the sand. And there are so many thousands of males doing this on top of those eggs all at one time oh, that oh. those sperm get their way through the sand. And fertilize those grunion babies or eggs and making grunion babies. So there you are. Asphyxiation, fetish, fish. Pretty good, huh? It's it's good. And I'm kind of I I just this brings up this mental picture back, you know, my friend group back in the day when Kathy and I were much younger. Um, there was a, a young lady in our friend group that was rather a crazy dancer. Mm-hmm. And um the, her nickname was Street Grunion mm-hmm. <laughs> because of the uh, it, it just Anyway, if you saw this, the the whole thing, you'd get it. But I, it's, a, it's, a, it's a good name. By the way, there is a website called grunion.com. If you want to learn more about grunion conservation, you can do yes. that. And by the way, after these eggs are fertilized, the very next high tide will wash them all out to sea. Out and to so sea. The, the babies are not born in the sand. They're born in the sea. But the eggs are fertilized in the sand by that giant asphyxiation orgy. <laughs> that, is, that, is, that is interesting because I've seen. Mm-hmm. Everybody, I, that's a, a popular animal documentary topic is the grunions and the, mm-hmm. but apparently they're so good to eat that, and so many people are in on it. It's they've got to be protected. It's crazy, right? Well, that's the trick about fish, John. Most are good to eat, uh, but if they're easy to catch and good to eat, <laughs> it's going to be more attractive to us. So you know, right? Yeah, right. All right. So, um, John, you ever meet like a gay dude who hangs out with all these really hot women because he's gay and they're comfortable with him, and you think, man. If only I was a little bit gay, I could have all those hot girls hanging around with me too, right? Yeah, you know what I'm talking about, right? We've always I do know. I do. I've had some great gay friends, very good-looking guys, who their 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 girlfriends are all like just super attractive girls, and they're very comfortable with them, and they're like, you know, they change their clothes in front of them, and they they're just they tell them everything, and you think, man, that guy's living my best life. But uh, (laughs) this actually behavior is a fishy behavior. This happens in fish. Have you have you heard of a fish that does this? 
Well, what what that affects uh, um, that, that that pretends to be gay to attract females? No, I no no. All right, it's well, it's it different does than, happen. Than the things I'm thinking of. Go You're thinking it. of like a sneaker male, like where sneakers. Yeah, sneaker yeah, males. Yeah, right. Where the fish will will put on colors of the female foot to sneak past a like a big bull to mate with all the other females. That's more like a bosom buddy game. Right. This fish actually pretends to be gay to attract female fish. So it comes in, it sashays, it listens to show tunes, the whole thing. <laughs> Non-threatening. Non-threatening male, right? So here we go. So it's a fish called a molly. Have you heard of a molly? I have heard of mollies. Aren't they aquarium fish? They could be, yeah. Uh, most fish are if, they, if you put them in an aquarium. Um, <laughs> they also live <laughs> I elsewhere. I think my mom, I had some mollies. Yeah, well, Atlantic mollies. They're black. Atlantic mollies we're talking about, and they exhibit a thing called dominant hierarchy. And the small subordinate males... Have to sit and wait while a large crowd of colorful dominant males monopolize the females. So all these females are being mated with by all these dominant, beautiful males. So how can this misfit bachelors prove their worth to females? Well, they have to demonstrate their skills on one another, of course. So, oh, okay. So, so these fish, these mollies, have to demonstrate homosexual behavior <laughs> with each other, and that increases their attractiveness to male. These females are turned on by watching these males have fish sex with each other. Okay. That's for that's a real thing, John. I'm just reading the news. And you I'm know, just, you just telling isn't you. isn't nature wonderful? Isn't nature wonderful? So these guys are like, "Man, I can't get I can't get laid with those girls." And the other guys are me either. I'm like, "Well, why don't we just do it together? At least we got the good feelings." You know, gay for the <laughs> what they call it, gay for the state. Gay for the state. Like, like when you're gay, in prison gay for or the something. spawning run. Yeah. Okay. Right, but then that action of being gay for the stay Females look over and go, hey, those guys are really good at it. And they yeah. leave those big, beautiful males and go over with the uh, homosexual <laughs> mollies, who turns out aren't homosexual at all. They're just showing off. They're just showing look off. Look what I can do. And that works for them. Yeah. So, well, it, mollies. It, it, you know, everybody finds a way. Yeah, I, I fully support that. It's really funny. <laughs> also, but I mean, I just, I just learned about this today and I thought I've got to tell everybody. <laughs> uh, about gay mollies and how they use, <laughs> yeah, yeah, how they attract see, females. So you're gonna be in the fish, uh, the aquarium, the pet shop, or wherever, and you're just yeah. gonna be like mollies. mollies. I fully support it. I fully support you. Yeah, they all have. <laughs> I'm flags. sure that'll be a relief. Yeah, they have little flags are flying. They march in parades. The whole thing. It's, <laughs> it's all good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm fully supportive. I love it. <laughs> right on. And right I, you on. know, what I also love about it, John is is just that again. We earlier were talking about this whole science argument that people who don't support the lgbtq plus community will use science as they're saying it doesn't happen in nature well boom hammer down boom yeah Hammer it happens a lot and they like it <laughs> 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 and good for them and finally finally john i've got one more story about a fish called a fantail darter and what a fantail darter does to um attract females is you have heard of these things before Yes, I've heard of fantail darters, but I've heard of them as, as far as it goes with me. Right. Well, they trick females into mating with them. They're a little oh. bit of like, yeah, a little like catfishing, I guess. Is that what that is? A little bit of la about? lounge lizarding. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, they fake out females to spawn with them by using um, fake eggs. Saying, they have fake eggs. Fake eggs. Yeah. And they spawn upside down. So okay. male, male fantail darters guard cavities on the bottom sides of a flat rock 
and they want to prove to other females they're good fathers and the way that females look at they look at these males and they go okay if they're a good dad that means they probably have already mated with someone or are guarding some eggs but how do you get to that first female if you're not already guarding eggs well you produce fake eggs <laughs> so you can Whoa. trick them so male fantails have large orange spheres on their first dorsal fin that look just like their egg like the female eggs they look identical you couldn't tell them apart so the pe- females invert themselves to lay eggs on the roof of the nest his eggs mimic that so the, those fish hang upside down on these rocks and with those with those fins touching the rocks it looks like a cluster of eggs the females see that and then they go and squirt their eggs and glue them to their rocks and then the male can can spawn on them so they feel like that guy's a swell guy i support that so is it is it that he's a okay so he, they think he's a good father it's not the i used to be in a heavy metal band nope. or I, no. i'm really rich and was an astronaut so the equivalent would be you know let's say you're a single guy and you've got a friend who has like a three-year-old niece and you take that three-year-old to the yes, park and push yes. her on the swings for a while <laughs> and some girl looks over and look how good he is with that baby and then they come over and they have that I get it now. So I get it. That totally works. Way you to go, know that puppy, puppies work same way. So you can yeah, bring a puppy to the way. park and you can meet girls, bring babies to the park, you can meet girls. Or if you're a fantail darter, put some eggs on a rock and fan over them. <laughs> and all of a sudden, oh, look at him. He's a good dad. I'm going to come give dad. him my eggs. Yeah, there um, it is. Yeah. There it is, John, the secret sex life of fish. Hope you like those new ones. I, I love those new ones. That was fantastic. Every one of them. Thank you so much for that, Clay. That was awesome. Ah, really? Thank you. And thank you to Fisheries Blog for giving me those. I completely lifted them from, from their website, and I will share a link, of course, in the show notes and send them a thank you note. <laughs> indeed, indeed. Please do. All right. Well, coming up, for all of you that miss Lure Love, we decided well clay asked me actually and i said sure i'd cut this little thing out of our valentine show and we'll From pop the archives. it in here. it's in the archives uh but we're gonna bring it to you here it's a little you know and that show was crazy clay because somehow we got in our minds that we were going to do a comedy skit based type infotainment show it was a good show um, it was a lot of work to write all those skits and it's mostly just silly dad humor but uh this one came out a lot of fun so sit back and listen to the time crappie hippie bounced his gift ideas off tim tacklebox beat and lucy the lure supercomputer lure love i can't get enough got a space in my tackle box just got to fill it up lure love i can't ever stop don't got a basement, got an underground tackle shop. Well, John, have you decided what you're doing for Valentine's Day this year? Oh, I got a few ideas. Okay, let's hear them. And I will offer my appraisal, so you can't go wrong. Well, I was thinking she needed a seven-foot zero-gravity panfish rod. Does Kathy like to fish? Well, no, not really. You've been buzzed. That sounds more like a gift for you than for Kathy. Oh, well, I guess, but I thought she could appreciate the beauty and the action of the rod before she let me borrow it. As in borrow it forever? (laughs) Bro the nose. Deleted. Next gift idea, please. Okay, okay. Well, then how about some new Carhartt insulated coveralls? Those would be so comfortable. In what size? I think an extra large men's ought to do it. Kathy wears an extra large men's? 
No, heck no. She wears like a small women's or something. So what was your plan to share the coveralls? We maybe something like that. Crappy hippie. You are so busted. Okay. A new flay knife then. A trucker's cap. A fly fishing vest. A new pair of hemostats. A spool of spider wire. New H. Janiel. A Fishner's Who Rag, a Whopper Plopper, a Nicole Stone Signature Tackle Box, a Jug of Catfish Dip. I don't believe Lucy thinks much of your choices here, John. No, I do not. John, you are like Homer Simpson when he gave Marge a bowling ball for her birthday. It would serve you right if Kathy took one of your so-called gifts out for a fishing session and ended up meeting someone at the fishing hole, just like Marge did at the bowling alley. Whoa, bro. I think you are sliding downhill in terms of Lucy's opinion of your romantic man skills. Yeah, I see what you mean. All right, 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 right. Here, here, well, here's the best one ever. I am almost afraid to ask. Boots. New boots, Lucy, and in her exact size and everything. Hmm, that could be all right. I'm searching online records of Kathy's retail buying habits. She does enjoy cowboy boots, red wing setters, and other attractive functional foot coverings when she finds them at sales or at the thrift store. Those are great fun and outdoorsy too. Well, (laughs) I didn't exactly get her those kind of boots. Oh dear. Okay, what did you get her? Hip boots. Hip boots? Oh crappy hippie. Not hip boots. So what did you get her, some Sims? Oh, you nailed it, Tim. But you said Kathy doesn't fish. They ain't for fishing. You buy her some of the finest fly fishing wading boots made, but she's not going to take them out? What is she going to do with them? I sort of figured she might enjoy wearing them around the house. Around the house? Well, heck yeah, she's cute as a bug in fishing gear. And it's okay to pretend sometimes. She'd be the sweet girl that I met streamside who outfished me and then lured me home. Get it? (laughs) And of course, if she does have to fix the sump pump or shovel some manure or something like that, She's going to have the perfect gear to stay neat and tidy. Crappy hippie, you are hopeless. Poor Kathy. Oh, heck, Lucy. You know, I'm just joshing. Kathy would never let me get away with giving her hip boots. She's got more going for her than that. What we actually do is keep it simple. I make her a card every year, and she sends me a song that expresses the gentle depths of her love. Last year, she sent me this. Now that's love. Kathy Yelland is the first lady of grunge. I guess I should have had more faith in you, John, and in Kathy. It's no shame, Lucy. No matter how smart you get or how much data you collect, you will never understand romance. Crappy Hippie and I have been at it for over 40 years without any firm conclusions. But bromance, on the other hand, is easy. So the only lure I'm giving my pod bro on this special day is a hellbender, dude. It's the deep diver with the heart-shaped dive plane. Oh, wow. This is a great white and glitter 900 series, like the one you caught all those Lakers on at God's Lake when you were a teenager, right? Oh, it's not like it, Tim. It's the very lure. I love you, man. John, I'm honored. You are the king. All right. So wasn't that cute? That was, I remember, I remember hearing that when it first aired and it's still just as good. You know, the fun thing about podcasts, John, is you can go back in history and listen and uh, you forget sometimes all the great content that people have made. And I miss Lore Love Podcast. It was 
by far my favorite fishing podcast. I even liked it more than the Fish Nerds. Oh God! I know when you when you when you quit the Fish Nerds and went over there with uh, I was dead to you. You were dead. And then you made this great show, and I was like, I was, I was, I was so jealous. <laughs> I was like, oh man, what do I got to do to Lord John back? I'm gonna put some eggs on the roof of the barn, and see if I can get him to come back. <laughs> Those were some nice pictures. Yeah. All right, all right, all right. We're veering away. We're veering away. That's how we roll, John? We veer. We veer, and we're we're gonna bring it back in here because. This is actually a Christmas story, but we couldn't, we've, we've actually dropped this piece three times because we're just looking for the perfect place to put it in. Um, it, it was a Christmas gift, but it was a beautiful, beautiful Christmas gift. Our uh, Fishner librarian, Jeff Donaldson, has a lovely wife, Whitney Davidson, and she is one heck of a woman. And she gave him a super cool, super nice, super you know, I know my man and I know what my man wants. And she got right to the heart of the matter. Please give this story a listen. All right, Jeff, it's great to have you in Glasswater Studios this morning. I am just out of my mind about this news. I was on Instagram and I saw your post about the flesh flies and I'm like, flesh flies. And then I saw that you were getting to go to a special place in Alaska, and I'm going to let you pronounce it for me. Yeah, it's Katmai. Specifically, it's going to be the mostly the Naknek River. But yeah, Katmai, Katmai National Park. That's the if you're familiar with the bears, the bears and the waterfall. That's where they are. Um, now this is a different river, but but yeah, I'll be over there with the bears. If you're familiar with the Fat Bear Week bears, then that's the bears. Well, I'm telling you when. You put that up, and I did accidentally pronounce it correctly, Katmai. I looked it up, and uh, you just scroll through picture after picture after picture of bears. And yeah, yeah a couple of them with the uh, body parts in their mouths, you know, some unlucky tourists. But right. I guess guess they're worth seeing. But we need to backtrack because the listeners right. don't even know what we're talking about. So I'm just going to leave it to you to tell us about your special Christmas, man. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, this is like absolutely floored me. So a while back earlier this fall our local fly shop shout out to K&K fly fishers i was in there and noticed that they had had a last minute opening i think somebody canceled on their trip to katmai in the katmai in the fall and unfortunately i didn't have the money to go or else i would have jumped right on it but um i mentioned something about that to my wife and she very she filed that away and managed to sneakily book me for this coming fall. They have two weeks that they're doing. I'm going to go the second week of a trip to Katmai. And I got that for Christmas. I could totally not expecting it. Like, I was expecting maybe a, a new cordless fillet knife, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, and, you know, she'd put it on. One of the things I had asked for was one of those boards with a clamp on it that you use to used to clean a fish with you know what i mean yeah, yes. and uh so my my in-laws had got me one of those um tables that you use to clean fish on that has like the sink and the faucet and everything yeah, in. yeah so yeah. that's gonna be we'll put that to some use here <laughs> not too long not too long but um you know i got that and then she had me open she was like just open this one last i could obviously tell it was the you know the the fish holder board thing right and I thought, okay. And then I opened it up. I looked at, oh, some cool. Thanks. And 
was clamped on it was a little thing that she made. Uh, she made a little thing in Canva that that said, uh, "Hey, here, fishy, fishy." And then on the inside, it said, "You're going to Katmai with K and K in 2024." I was like, "What? What? <laughs> what?" I was gobsmacked. I was just like. Yeah, I just was absolutely floored because, I mean, I don't know if I'd be the person to, to spend the money to do this, right? So she's like, well, I'm going to spend it for you. <laughs> uh, that is, the whole story is so cute and so adorable, and your wife is so wonderful and lovely. Yes, and, yes, yes. Uh, yeah. Because sometimes it does. It takes someone else to to, to get you to get you to jump. And uh, you have been talking about this ever since I've known you, uh, getting to go up and hit the salmon in some form. And the river sounds familiar, um, but yeah, it's great. It's great. It's super cool. Way to go, Whit! What a what a gal! I mean, yeah, really. Yeah, she and, knocked it. Yeah, she knocked it out of the park. That would be my lovely wife, Whitney Davison. All, right. <laughs> all, all so many, so much props to her for filing that info away. And then, like you know, we got a little extra money. I'm gonna go ahead and make the decision for you. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Live it up while you're alive. Okay, so the thrill is in. The ticket is purchased. You are going to go to Katmai and yep. tell us real quick just what what goes into this. What goes into this? Because maybe there's some other listeners out here that that are just like, you know, when my turn comes, my dream trip, when I get to go to Alaska, uh, they want to fly fish for these salmon. How is the flatland fly fisher going to do it? Well, mostly it's not going to be salmon. It's actually going to be rainbow trout and oh, right, uh, Donnelly right. Varden. Now there is some silver in the system during that time, but what most people are, well, you know, I think what's going to be the primary target is very large rainbow trout, like some of the largest rainbow trout in the world. I was up there talking to him a couple of days ago and uh, Kevin said, you know, we don't even bother taking a picture of it unless it's 30 inches or more. And then these yeah. are, are these, these are actual wild just, indigenous just wild wild rainbow trout rainbow trout sit around. West, yeah, west so, coast thing okay yeah so what they're doing is they're just sitting in there eating salmon eggs and dead salmon flesh all the time and salmon and salmon smolts i mean it's all the reason they're so huge is that this is one of the most productive systems for salmon in the world this is the bristol bay area which has just absolutely enormous runs of sockeye salmon and so the reason the fish are so gigantic here is is entirely based around the fact that you've got all these sockeye salmon running up in here laying eggs they're chowing down on eggs and then um when the fish die that's the the salmon or the the flesh fly thing is literally the fish you know the salmon die and they start to decompose and big chunks of salmon meat come floating down the river and the fish just sit there with their mouths open and eat decomposing salmon and then in the spring and early summer they're eating all the salmon smolt that have hatched out when i'm going in september it's going to be almost entirely egg and flesh fly fishing for the most part um and with the eggs it's going to be bead i've never i've never fished beads with a fly rod before um but that's the thing they're like you can try you can fish other things if you want to but that's what that's what you're going to catch the vast majority of the fish on. So, so just, just surrender, um, and, surrender your purity and just use the beads. Just use the the flesh floss. Yeah. You are matching the hatch in terms of, I know people have a problem with the beads, but the beads do prevent kind of deep hooking on, on fish. That's kind of why they got started doing it in the first place was fish tend to really inhale 
egg flies and get them hooked way down deep in their in their in their mouth or their guts or whatever. So the the bead is pegged on your leader a little ways up from the hook, and what happens is they bite the bead, and then as they kind of turn or whatever, they'll get hooked with the hook in that in the mouth rather than getting deep hooked. Um, so it's really about protecting the fish. I know people have like you know purity issues about fishing beads, but it really is a way to protect the resource by not having them get so deep hooked all the time. Well, there you go. That's good to know. And I'll tell you that nobody can get pure. This is crazy. This is a time where these dollies and these huge rainbows are acting just like big old catfish. And you want to get, get into the fish brotherhood. They don't care. They don't even throw shade on each other. If, if, if rotten meat is what's on the menu, I'm a, I'm not a rainbow trout. I'm a channel cat now. And yeah. just like a channel cat will come up every now and then and eat moths and stuff off the surface uh, of a pond at night and pretend it's a dry fly trout. Well, here we go. This is what fascinates the heck out of me. I cannot stand it. I've, I've heard about it. I've seen about it, but the bears will be there. There will be bears around. Absolutely. I mean, um, now the place it, where the bears, most people think of is Brooks Falls and that actually won't be on the river that we'll be fishing. We will go over there to that area and look at the bears and maybe do some fishing in that river but the the real action is over on the knack river which is considerably bigger and it's going to be fishing out of a boat mostly you, you can get out and fish if you want to but i'll kind of get into kind of what what they're going to be having us do Mo a lot of it's going to be using um the bead rigs and honestly i'm not even going to bother taking one of my rigs up there for that i mean they've got stuff and they've got the gear. I was talking to Kevin. He said, yeah, you can take your own stuff, but they've already got their stuff. all. They've got the stuff all rigged up in the boat, <laughs> ready to go. You know, wow. and so if you want to take your own gear, you can. And I am going to take the um, take the, some spay rods up there to swing a few flies just because I'll get to the point where I, I want to do something besides bead fish. And I said, yeah, yeah, people will want to do that. So I'll take my I'll take my spay rods up there for that. But mostly here's what you need to bring yourself. You need to. It, Preferably bring your own waders and boots. They have some, but a limited selection. Your clothes, like if you want to bring some flies and stuff, great, but they have all that kind of stuff. You need to bring like your your rain gear, you know, your layers and stuff like that. Any kind of any other cameras, whatever and whatnot. But this is the kind of trip where people that don't ever fish, you know, they'll just buy the trip and go up there. This could be how it could be. And a guy just put a rod in your hand and say, here, use this. Because I was talking to them about, like, do I need to practice my casting or anything? They're like, no, literally, this is just flopping out big indicators with, this is literally just a lot of roll casting and just flopping those uh, indicators out there with beads on them in a fair amount of weight. So it's not like, it's not like fancy, fancy fly casting. It's going to be pretty, pretty basic. The, the good old bobber fishing, basically, um, turned fly rod version. But Well, it's interesting to me. Now, I want to uh, ask you a couple of things I've heard about Alaska, like, a lot of people that travel up there say use the double parka system because you're going to need one for one day and one for the next day because you you tend to get damp and you need to let your 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 layers dry out especially your overcoat. Also, I didn't know if that was how you're going to pack and what kind of temperatures you're looking at and what you need to protect yourself. Yeah, I mean like in the in in September it can be anywhere from 30 to 70. I mean, it just kind of depends. That part that part down there is a little more temperate than say like up around Fairbanks where Trix is, but it still can get fairly cool. It can be rainy, it can be wet. And so, yeah, I mean, I've got my good Sims wading rain jacket thing that 
Yeah, that'll definitely be my outer layer. And then I'm going to have multiple like inner layer type stuff. Yeah, I even went and bought a new completely waterproof submersible backpack thing so I can just shove all my layers in that. It doesn't matter how hard it rains. It will not get wet. Oh, yeah. (laughs) So that that equipment's going to get that stuff will get its uh, test runs here when we start fishing again in the spring. (laughs) Right, right. And and we will be back with a follow up report. Even if Jeff does get eaten by a bear, Whitney and I will come in and do it. So don't worry, bro. Yeah. The other thing you got to really like uh, be aware of, although by September, it should be past the worst of it. It's going to be the bugs, right? The, oh, yeah. I've heard. The mosquitoes and the and the black flies and the noceums and the, and all that. But by September, that should have died down some. But I'm still taking my hat that has the net that drops down around it because it can be pretty miserable. And bring some good repellent. I've got that Sawyer Picaridin stuff that seems That's to good. work really, really well. You know, and they even say bring some sunscreen because sometimes the sun oh. does come out and uh, sunglasses, polarized glasses is a big thing to have. It's it's likely it's going to be your typical kind of uh, Pacific Coast day of the kind of Pacific Northwest or whatever. It's probably going to be gray and cloudy. And Southern Alaska is <laughs> where the peninsula, where the Aleutian Islands go trailing off into the ocean. Interesting. Okay, real quick, give me some weights. Give me, you know, these 10 weights or the eight weights. What what kind of rods are we using? What kind of line? What kind of things will these guides be providing? Tell me about it real quick. So the so pretty much the, and I've been doing some research on this, pretty much the, the go-to rod for Alaska trout fishing is a seven weight, which is a pretty heavy fly rod. Um, uh, for this kind, for for down this part of Alaska. That is very much the, kind of the standard set. And they like to use long ones. They like to use 10 foot seven weights in order to kind of keep some of your line off the water. It e- makes it easier to mend when you're doing some of these drifts. You know? But yeah, they you take a five weight up there and you hook into a 30 some odd inch rainbow, you're going to be, <laughs> not to say that it can't be done. No. Right? I mean, I'm sure some, I'm sure somebody's gone up there and, and uh, taken a three weight and just for giggles, but that you want to be able to get these fish in in a reasonable amount of time. Yes. And and then as far as other rods go, now you can bring a five weight. We'll probably go like here or there, go like fish a smaller stream, maybe just for, for giggles. And I'm actually going to take a 10 car rod. I knew it. You know, even if it's just, there's, it looks like there's a little Creek that runs right by the lodge, like literally run, runs like within like about, Oh, I don't know, 50 yards of the lodge. There's a little creek. I'm like, I'm going to go throw a Tinkara rod in that. Now, a Tinkara rod against 36 inch trout, forget it. It's going to just destroy, <laughs> you know, if you had, if you had heavy enough tippet to keep it from not breaking off, it just blast that rod to pieces. But, but yeah, I will take one just to fiddle around with. And then your various kind of spay rod system. Again, looking at fairly, fairly robust, you know, I wouldn't go lighter than a, than say a, a five weight spay or switch and with with the spay and switch rods add like two or three line weights to that to what it kind of really is in terms of a single hand rod so like a a five weight spay or switch would be something more like a a seven or an eight weight single hand rod so yeah and you're just looking at the line for the bead fishing your standard weight forward they tend to go with ones that kind of have a long back taper so it's a little easier to mend them and then with the spay rod systems, you're looking at using sink tips a lot. And the thing that I, they will take these flesh flies on the 
on the swing of the spay rod. So that's kind of why I want to drag yeah. mine up there and actually use it. So I've got that six weight switch and then I've got a seven weight spay. I'll probably take both of them. Those will be the, I'll take those and I'll take a, a uh, I'll take a tin car rod. The biggest trout I've ever caught on a fly rod was down at Roaring River. One of the times after it flooded up there at the very top where the spring is at this kind of dammed off area. It's got some absolutely enormous fish in it up there. And every time it floods, some of those fish end up down in the river. And I caught one of them one time and it was probably maybe 26 inches. And that was a, that was a heck of a fight. And, and so I don't even know what a 36 inch fish is going to be like. That's going to be like, I mean, make sure you, you've got your drag set right. It's going to look yeah. like a rainbow colored orca coming out of there. I mean, really? Yeah. yeah. I, mean, I mean, I don't know. I mean, yeah, they, these are, they these are salmon sized rainbows. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, if they jump at all when they get that big, but I'm sure they'll give yeah. you a look and I'm sure they'll, yeah, they'll, they'll give you a good burn when they take off on that first run, especially. All right. Well, listen, this all sounds so exciting. It's just leading me to one final big question. Yeah. What are you going to get for Whitney now? <laughs> yeah that's a big one isn't it uh, <laughs> yeah 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 we'll have to figure that one out i thought i was pretty cool for getting her some some planters that she wanted <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah. okay wow yeah i don't think that, wow. I, that that was a nice thought but i think next christmas planters yeah. slippers uh none of that stuff's gonna cut it <laughs> yeah well we'll figure something out yeah yeah probably 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 a probably some other kind of trip somewhere with the two of us. So, yeah. Yeah. Well that, that, or if you want to get her something more individual, you can always sign her up with a series of massages from a guy that looks like Keanu Reeves or something like that. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, brother. Well, listen, this is exciting. We will have you back when you get back. I'm just kidding about the bears. I'm sure the guys come well-armed and, and, and no, uh, yeah, and you will be out in your boat most of the time, except when you're off navigating your tiny side creeks. That's the part where I'm going to be like. I've been, uh, you know, I've, I've been in bear country before. I know what you do. You just constantly talk yeah. <laughs> to let them know you're coming. <laughs> you know, okay, because that's it. Situational awareness is what it's about. But um, yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. All right. Well, listen, I'm, I love the confidence. And I am, once again, thank you for sharing this on Instagram. And thank you for sharing it with the listeners. Uh, we all wish you well and a great trip. And I will talk to you soon. All right. See you, John. See you later, man. Bye. Bye. Well, now John, that, John, John, I got to stop you. I got to tell you, um, I was today years old when I learned that um, Jeff was married. <laughs> <laughs> I had no, no idea, huh? I, uh, you know, I'm a terrible friend. I don't spend time getting to know people. It takes me a long time to learn stuff. Okay, Clay, have you ever had a gift that cool? Is is Kristen or anybody else ever handed you something so cool as that? Well, I'm going to say yes because I'll be in trouble if I don't. So right. I won't tell you what it is. It's a secret. Ooh. Yep. Yep. Okay. Okay. Yep. Well, that's that's awesome. But I'm telling you, this is. <laughs> the wife of a fisher this is someone who knows mm -hmm. she may not be into it herself but by golly although she'll go but anyway awful good way to go whitney hit it out of the park fantastic if you don't get don't i hope we don't get eaten by a bear but we got a plan b if that happens so we're on it on it all right
What's I got to get out of here. I yeah. got to get out of here. I got a meeting with the public relations liaison for Congresswoman Sharice Davids. We're going to talk about Glasswater Angling, Lead Free Fishing Company. Uh, is a Kansas company, a small business. Uh, Congresswoman Sharice Davids is a Democrat congressperson from the eastern Kansas. And um, she is interested in all things small business and all things environmental. And they invited me to at least get, I, I'm going to be Congresswoman uh, what is it adjacent? So I'm going to be talking to one of her assistants. This is going to be really cool, but I got, I got to get on out of here, man. Let's, let's oh, congratulations, by the way. That's amazing. Well, thank you. Thank yeah. you. I can tell you most um, politicians don't want to talk to me. <laughs> Can't imagine why. All right. Well, we got to wrap this big show up and I, John, I think we did a solid Valentine special. Well, I think so too. Way to go, Clay. Nothing says romance like two old white guys. Not, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> two old farts talking fishing, talking fishing sex. Yep. Heck yes. Heck yes. So, well, these folks have been listening to us talk fish sex when they could have, should have been fishing. Or doing it. All right. Yeah. We want, we want to thank our wives, especially for putting up with our silly romance. They somehow yes. have somehow have made it with us for all these years. So. All these years. Yeah. We make sure we thank them and our families for supporting us while we podcast and doing all the silly things we do. Uh, and big thanks to Wally Pleasant, Diana's Bath Salts, and of course, for our sex theme song, uh, Cast Master, what is Mysterious it? Mysterious Baitcaster <laughs> Cylinder. Thank you, Mysterious. Well, I don't know why I can't memorize that. Mysterious Baitcaster Cylinder. Because you don't fish with no baitcaster, that's why. I do not, and he knows it. Uh, and of course, uh, who else we thank? John, I've lost track. Oh, we're going to. Uh, thank the fabulous environmental warriors out in California for all their hard work and everybody that's doing it all over this great country of ours. Thank you for your hard work. Thank you to the Lure Love podcast. And that would be Tim Tacklebox Beat and Lucy, the Lure Supercomputer. Thank you to Jeff Donaldson for that great story on your special gift. And thank you most of all to Whitney Davidson, who makes her husband feel like a king. Yeah, good for her. Good for her. So, John, until next time. Follow the code of the fish nerd. Spawn early and often. Never trust a free lunch with strings attached. And swim against the current every chance you get. We did it, John. We made a podcast. Whether you're fly fishing in the stream, getting those ankles <laughs> wet, or deep in the ocean casting nets, fish nerds. Fish nerds. Fish nerds. It's a podcast. Just for the hell of it. Fried in a basket or broiled in a pan. Eat it raw like you're in Siam. Fish nerds. Fish nerds. Fish nerds. It's a podcast. Nice job, John King. I think we made a solid show today.